Hello everyone, welcome to Weekend Rental episode 84. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan. As always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hola, amigos. I appreciate everyone sticking around after episode 83. It was a bit rough. Stories get weird. But we move on. And uh, I don't think we speaking of moving on. on, let's move on to uh, topics. There's been so much. Gaming. Things have happened. There's a new console or two right around the corner. But you know what? Before we move into that, 2020 has taken yet another dark and dastardly turn. That's right. COVID. The political race. We thought it couldn't get worse. I'm sorry, listeners and fans, but Steve has been announced as a uh, playable character in Minecraft uh, I'm, and then Smash Brothers. I'm, I'm sorry. I know we all paid $29.99 for that Season 2 character DLC. But this is what we have. It's not good. It had to come at some point. Did it? There are so many excited children out there right now. Mm-hmm. Mine included. Ugh. But my my enthusiasm sunk. I mean, let's be fair. The first character was Arms. Uh, I do, <laughs> I forget which character from Arms because I give oh no craps. Uh, and then it was Minecraft Steve, which I guess is all right, but can we have just gotten Master Chief if we're, if we're going to just really double down on the Halo, Microsoft, Nintendo, Rare ecosystem, he made more sense after Banjo-Kazooie, did he not? Yeah, probably. Is there anybody, well, I guess Star Fox characters have guns, right? Because that would be Halo. It's like the gun. Sure. You got Samus, too. You got... Yeah. Right. And the, yeah. I guess Halo... I mean, he's he's got a plasma gun. It's not really a bullet gun for the most part, right? Yeah, he's got a sword, too. Yeah. They, they, they seem to like Fire Emblem and swords. Yeah. You can't have too many sword characters, apparently, in Smash. That's fine. Now hmm. it's just a pixelated block man. That yeah, looks and then, terrible. And you touched on my biggest point is that almost every character that gets brought into the Smash universe gets like some sort of level set, right? Like we look at we look at uh Duck Hunt Dog and the Duck. He it looks nothing like its game rendition, right? But they still had to bring over the Minecraft characters because there's Steve, the female version, I forget her name, the Enderman and Zombie are all skins, but they look like they came out of like Minecraft now. They don't look like they were touched up to fit into Smash, which I think I have the biggest problem with. I I don't care that they're playable characters as much as they just do not fit the universe yeah. for me. Well, it's not only that. They had to change every single uh, stage as well to include, you know, mining and all that stuff. So, like... Right. And they, have, they had to make it, like, more grid-based so the blocks could go everywhere. And, yeah, it's... They did a ton of work just to make this work the way it does. Yeah. How, how, how many people, how many kids are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, they're adding Mario to Minecraft? Oh, that's a, that's a sad thought. I 
I will say I watched that thing and gave zero shits, but immediately knew the reaction at home. I put it on for my kids and my son lost it. It was like Mardi Gras, birthday, Christmas combined. Everything Mm -hmm. was going on. I mean, he loved it and I get it. Like rightfully so it is that significant, right? Like it's Nintendo and Minecraft, like these two juggernauts, like playing nice, but I just can't help but feel like, as an adult who's kind of impartial to both of those, I mean, I spent good money in this character pack. Could I have not had Minecraft in there? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd give them credit, though. I mean, they, they're they not just making him come with the sword, you know, and just fight everybody with the sword or the pickaxe or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of other, like, stuff that's game that game related inside going on. Yeah. No, I agree. Nuts. It's... It's important not to just come with your sword. Yeah, uh, it's good. To have, it's good to have variety in there. And they—that was like the shocking thing was like that presentation they did on Saturday, was it or Friday, mm-hmm. where they like really went in depth. It's like holy shit, they did it like a ton of homework on this. Like this is not just a surface level. We're throwing Steve in. They really thought about the mechanics and as as unimpressed as it was that he was included. Like as I watched that, I was like, no, this is. This is pretty fucking substantial, you know? They really went all out, and it was neat. The more I watched it, the more I appreciated it. I still probably will not play as Steve, because uh, I am a bitch to, you know, the three or four characters that I know, and I'm cheap, and I'm not going to risk that, but it looked great. Yeah. Did you, you bought the second thing? I did, yeah. yeah. We're we're a big Smash household. We play a lot on family game nights, so mm-hmm. it just made sense. Yeah. So we got Ming Ming and is that her name? Right? Ming Ming? I don't know. Arms person I don't care about. And now Steve's coming. So there we go. You have not purchased. Have you bought the first DLC pack? I didn't. No. No. Okay. No. We just booted up the other night. And and yeah, he was like, where are all the people that, you know, like, oh, we should probably buy that. Yeah. Well, that's my thing is like, I love smash. It's a great family game. And like, we're so invested into it. I might as well just, this is probably the last hurrah, right? Like maybe they'll release something physically later, but I just want to have all of it. Yeah. They'll make ultimate ultimate. So it has all the people in there without the ultimate DLC. Smash. Yeah. It's, it's a good name. Fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 79 new console, Jen. Oh yeah. <laughs> seventy nine ninety nine. Being the pro, yeah, yeah. There's that's the rumor, right? Switch a new switch next year. I mean, supposedly we'll see. I feel like that's been the rumor for about eighteen months. So, mm-hmm. speaking of switch, I jumped into the world of Mario Thirty Five. Yeah, and you know, first off, I think we went on a rant about this last podcast it's so sad when you have a fun game i do like mario 35 i'll preface it all but you have a fun game that you really enjoy the family's really enjoying and they're like oh we're so glad that you're enjoying this it's going away in in april of 2021 that irritates the crap out of me why can't you just have a fun game and just be okay with it. It there's 
it's not requiring anything. It's not requiring a ton of updates. Just let it be instead of getting rid of it. But I jumped into Mario 35 and I really enjoy it. It's really fun. At first yeah. I thought it was going to be lame. Uh, we, um, CJ at replay games kind of got us started on it. And, uh, I played one round of it and thought, well, it's free. I'll, I'll give it another go at home. And, I just found myself sitting down and an hour and a half goes by of me just oh, yeah, for sure. playing level 1-1 one, one over and over <laughs> and over again. But it's Number one so strategy funny. in the game, though. It's so good to loop 1-1. One, one. It's the yeah. best. And, and it's so, it's just so fun in the, um, the unpredictability of yeah. just what people are dumping on you is, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like you're, you're. Oh, I, I know what's going to happen next in this level. And all of a sudden, flying fish and squids are everywhere. And someone dropped three Bowsers on you. And you're like, oh, my yeah. gosh. And I just find myself laughing at how over the top and ridiculous it is. But I just, I've been really addicted to that. But the baseline strategy to that is just like being someone who understands the game, understands the physics, and just taking your time, right? Right. Like once once you've taken the time to curate your 400 coin count for the clock, because you can die clock or enemy death or pit or whatever. Like it's really not that like it's kind of a chill game for us who are NES uh, aficionados, right? (laughs) Yeah. If you grew up in the NES, this is not like just relax. Like you're going to be top five. And then if you chill play through, you might take your lumps, but you're probably going to get a victory more often than not. And I just like I laugh watching my son play because he doesn't know where the power ups are. He doesn't know where the super hidden like blocks are. And like, like, dude, hit that. You got it. No, stop. You got to get that. Like, jump on the turtle. Use the turtle to get the combo because the combo is going to get more time. And like him not understanding it is hilarious. And I was listening to uh, the bombcast today, and like Ben Pack was on there, and he was just like complaining about how like, oh yeah, I played Mario, but like. I didn't know what the secrets and it's unfair that I have to look up a wiki. And it's like, dude, fuck you and your millennial ass. <laughs> this game's existed for 35 years. If you don't want to take the time to learn the heritage, that's not our problem. Like we'll have an unfair advantage against you. Because we weren't looking it dick. up on wiki trying yeah. to figure yeah, out where you think we had the fucking were? internet. Hell no. Cousin Bob's cousin, Billy, Bob, Joe, three streets down had a legend. And he scribbled it out on a fucking piece of notepad. And that's how we learned. That's like, exactly how we learned. I got so annoyed listening to that. Like you just, yes, you have an unfair advantage if you're an NES kid and you grew up in the eighties or played this game in the eighties, but also everyone else out there, man, if you don't know where these things are at, you've had time to learn. There's let's plays. There's the internet. There's YouTube. There's no excuse. Get good. Get good kids. I think some we're the, out there. I think some of the funny things when we were at replay, there's, there's two things that kind of stood out. There was a younger guy um, yeah. in our nice group, guy. Nice very guy, yeah. nice guy. It was really cool to play some games with him, and and he um, he didn't have a lot of experience with Mario, and so he was playing, and he's like, I, I just don't really know know what's happening, and that just uh, blew my mind. That I'm like, man, we this was the game that we played right. the heck out of, and so for him to be like. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. And even for CJ to forget how old we are 
and we hit the oh. hit the one up in one one right away uh, after the tube. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, you, oh, you, you know, know about that?" I'm like, <laughs> "You're younger than me. What the fuck are you talking about? You know about this? Who doesn't know about this?" I was, I was like, like, "What the hell's the going thing? on?" <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was just it, it was funny just to see uh, another generation their view yeah. on it. And the things that <laughs> blew us away as kids, like I found yeah. this one up, I found this one up, and for them to be like, "Oh, you found that!" I, I, I like, oh man, oh, this is no new secret for you, buddy. That's just it. Man. Is like Super Mario Brothers is like so formative in, uh, and I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again, but like it is so formative in the evolution of video games from like one screen games, arcade type games to like no. Super Mario Brothers defined an adventure. I had a world over eight levels to explore, each one with like multiple segments. I had hidden items. I had pow blocks. I had like the doors that that game blew off are ingrained in, at least in this podcast, all of us. Like you couldn't possibly forget where some of those items are because it was our mission to understand that game inside out. And and you feel Holy stupid shit. skipping it. Like you're mm-hmm. like, no, I got yeah, oh, it every time. Yeah, every time. No, for sure. Yeah, no stone unturned. Yeah. Well, and then there's like thousands upon thousands of people out there that don't know the the warp zone where you can get on top and right. you know run across the screen. Like, could you imagine just like right having that experience again, having your mind blown like that? You know, and that is the best piece of Mario 35 is like the randomization of the warp zone. Like, yes, every level is legit to scale minus the enemies. But, like, the fact that it can betray you and, like, throw you into levels you don't want to go to. And then the fact that, especially as the game gets, like, further on, the flagpole does not send you to 1-2. It sends you to whatever it wants. Mm. And, like, that is that is fun. It's, I mean, Even, like, good. castle levels? Yeah, so like yeah 100%. The, so the ones where you have to memorize the path? Yep. yep. Wow, okay. Huh. I, I, That's I a real love test. that, where <laughs> it refreshes... It's like we haven't skipped a beat. Like we're just oh fuck yeah oh yeah what it's level great. okay I know what level I know where I'm going and it's just <laughs> really shows how much we played this it's stupid the, game. It's yeah crazy. it is the game for all these like thirty to forty something parents who are like f you son like you might have Fortnite but this I'm like I'm an OG you. yeah <laughs> like my boss said it perfectly he's like my son watched in awe he's like holy shit my dad's good at games I'm like. Hell yeah, man. Like, we just needed our level playing field. Like, this is it. Yep. This is it for us NES kids. And it's... I will say, like, I don't think Mario 35 is, like, an endlessly, like, playable game. But, like, it is certainly a very enjoyable experience in, like, hour, hour and a half doses and, yep. like, getting some runs in. And, man, it feels good to, like, remember... It feels good to remember when games were simple like that. Like, yep. no tutorial in your face. Like... Hey, there's a gap there. What do you do? Do you jump or do you fall in and die? Learn. Get good, kid. And it's it's if you have the basics, that it's going away though. But here's you the think thing: it has like, it won't. It won't. It, someone will keep it alive in some sense, yeah. right? I hope. So. I I do think it has legs. I think you could do it. I think you could yeah. just keep it alive, and maybe they will. But I haven't got a win yet, though. I've gotten second no, place. Here's the problem. Times. The Joy-Cons do not feel like an NES controller. Nope. The Pro Controller does not feel like an NES controller. I'm to the point where I'm about to unwrap my NES do controller it. attachment things so do I can it. play it the right way because that's what screws me up. 
and I've gotten second multiple times. Yep. And I think I just need the old school like controller feel, and I'll be there. It'll be my zen. Do it. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I'll go over there and wrap it for you. (laughs) Lay it out and see if your son does it, and then Mm. you can blame somebody and be like, "Oh well, I guess since it's open, I'll use it." The Konami code for you. Do you have one of those eight bit toes? Uh, I don't, but I do have like the USB eight bit toe controller that may register with the Switch. I'll have to mm-hmm. check that, because that would be ideal. Or I have that, well, I, I have that uh, flash stick that works with the uh, PlayStation controller, and that controller is almost responsive enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses. I could get better, but I think I could get a lot of Ws. I've been watching a lot of Craig Skitt's live streams, and uh, I think he and I and some of us in this podcast are like, we're destined to be champions. That guy wins like 90% of the time. He grew up about the same time we did. So just got to practice. I think, ha- I think we have it in us. We just got to not psych-, psych ourselves out. So yeah, this is but- an act- actual game that my wife will sit down and watch me play. And she's like, I, I don't want to play, but like, it's just funny. The, all the new stuff in, in yeah. what's familiar, you know, and that's the great. bloopers and the flying fish always throw me off. Like every time, right? Bowser, I can deal with mid level, but bloopers, that's a weird in world mm-hmm. one one. I tell you, yeah. yeah, I feel like we're showing our age on that one. But <laughs> we are, but it's great. Time. It's so good. Speaking of showing our age, I think I, uh, I've been watching a lot of video game documentaries, and I sent that thing out to you guys that on uh, Tubi was it the NES Quest? It came out a few years back uh, where a guy from Canada just like this is 2015 probably he set yep. himself the goal of like I already have an NES collection I'm going to give myself 30 days to buy every cart physically not online uh, and they made a documentary out of it and <laughs> it's entertaining but I don't know how to feel about it right like if I had that time frame unlimited budget I feel like I could probably do that too. Maybe not as cheaply as he did in, you know, 2020, but, um, you know, he kind of hints at it too, is like a little bit like, yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm sucking the fun out of it. Right. Like I don't have that memory of like, I got fucking DuckTales two from mm. Billy Bob Joe or, or like this swap meet, you know? And I think well, there's ha- some truth to that and some sadness to it, right? Yeah. Well, and a third of the movie is basically negotiating for one game, too, you know? Right. Right. In a game that technically is already a game that you would have. You'd have track right. and field, right? Yeah. You know? I, I thought it was interesting um, with this documentary that there was that point that he was buying certain things and then... I think it's just because of the repetition that he was doing it. And in the time frame, he was like, I just feel dirty. Like, I don't feel like I paid too much for it, but I just needed it. I just feel right. dirty. And you could see him from when he started to the end where he, it, he just looked beat up where I yeah. was, I'm over it. And um, I was you never watched this with your spouse because my wife was sitting watching this and she goes, You've been doing this for years. Why don't you just do what he's doing? And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that really makes sense. And she's like, he can do it in 30 days. Why is it taking you like 10 years? <laughs> you take the soul out of it. You know, that's right. why. 
Well, and then the whole time you're watching it from five years ago, and he's like, I don't know, five thousand for uh, you know, uh, what 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 was the rare version? I'm, I'm spacing it out now. Stadium events, events stadium yeah. events. He's like, ah, I don't know, five thousand is a lot, and you're like, do it, motherfucker! Yeah. Like, buy it's it. a twenty thousand dollar game. Like, just buy it. And uh, well, even little Samson and like the prices he was paying back then, you're just like, yeah. dude, if you had only, if you had only done it, and he did, I guess, towards the end. But I mean, I would well, love to know what his starting budget was, just to get a better a idea of, you know, twenty thousand at least, right? You'd yeah. think I'd like 15, to know what he was fifteen thousand, so. fifteen thousand yeah. at least. He had to have been because, like, they had that meter, right? Right. And, like when stadium events went off, it went up a fair bit. Had to be fifteen k. Yeah, I, I don't maybe. know. I don't know. It's just like it was a fun watch, but it was also depressing because, yeah. like, as a collector, you know that that is not the reason you do it. If we collected because we wanted to just own everything, it would be a money game, and that wouldn't be fun. That's mm-hmm. not. You do it because of nostalgia. You do it because of love for it. You love the hunt. You love the thrill. And it was a cool documentary, but I just, I don't know. It just felt wrong, right? Like, I just didn't feel good even watching it as right. a collector. I'm like, this is not why I'm here. I appreciate well, then- what he tried to do, but he failed at it. Let's be honest. Like, he didn't make it. Yeah. But the way it ended. I think kind of brought him <laughs> back where uh, stadium events was this holy grail. And actually his holy grail was little Samson, not stadium events, but for well, him to a good fucking game. at the end receive stadium events from another collector who was way just more like, passionate oh, this about is, him. This is my sure, extra yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's that the dream was, though, right? That kind of renewed it. Like those are some of the memories that he's always going to remember how he got that cart. Yeah, and uh, you know we we have that as collectors. You know, I I know there are specific games that I have received from Andy and Ryan that you know I got a a piece of crap Palisade game from Ryan where the label is ripped off, and I'm like, you know what, I got. Yeah, Palamedes. And and it's like yeah. I got this from a um from a what was it? But called? it's from Ian like Ferguson yeah, of the Fair. CU podcast. You have the better copy than I do, story wise. I mean, objectively, no, but <laughs> Right. But I mean it, it's okay. Yeah, I, I love a pristine yeah. collection, but this is one I'm always going 100%. to have because I know where I got it from and how the yeah. story I got it from. And yeah, you do feel you feel kind of dirty watching his, yeah, all this drama unfold and just it just yeah. almost sucks it out of you, you know. Where we've been through, you know, what was it two years ago when we did MGC? We did our own event and we did just a number of events in a row. We felt gross after it, and it took us a yeah. long time to even get out of that funk of, you know, collecting and just being overly inundated with all the stuff and finding stuff and paying too much for stuff and whatever that when we got out of it, we didn't even want to really talk to each other one for a while. And then also buy a game or even look at a game and just, they were piled up in a corner for months or Ryan, you're probably still piled up. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. Like 
it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting deadline. It makes for the casual viewers. It, it makes for an entertaining piece about a subject that people who aren't in it would give a shit about. But yeah, for those of us who are like neck deep in this stuff, like it, it is the exact sort of thing as Nate pointed out, having us run conventions, put on things, invest their time that like, it leaves the sour taste in your mouth. And I can't express enough to people who are passionate about this, that you just don't do those things. Like you do it for you. You keep it simple. It's a marathon. Because because, yeah, these are the things that will ruin it for you. And you don't want it to, you want it to be, you want it to feel the way it did when I was the asshole in my fucking laundry room sitting next to my cats. Like, fucking litter box with 10 nes games and be like all right i'm gonna buy one nes game next week that's my budget i got 10 bucks to spend i'm gonna go to a store i'm gonna pick the one that's gonna be the one and then eventually i'm gonna have a bunch like that's the feeling you want to hold on to i mean eventually those things change your budget changes you get out of the shit box uh but like don't lose the spirit like that's the that's the key to all of it really well and none of us know what it feels like to complete that checklist either because like right that's that's got to be a whole other feeling of just like kind of a downer when you hugely (laughs) yeah you did it but now what and for you know for what (laughs) and you did it in that way right like it's like the least satisfying end of that right there was not to really make this this weird but i was a part of this um, Bible study recently, and the guy, uh, the pastor, was like, "Have you ever, have you ever felt like you've set goals or you've done something that you in your mind thought was going to be so amazing, and then you're just like, oh, that was it? I was like, yeah, it's called video game collecting. Where <laughs> I, I, and everyone's like, what? And I was like, well, you know, I, I've been striving to get a certain game, and then I get it. I'm like." cool and i put it on his shelf and then i'm <laughs> right. like that that's it i guess so i shot crack the other day and i thought that'd be good but i was like you know what i want me some more crack <laughs> that's video game collecting right it just it just yeah. no one related they're like video game click you guys don't understand but just no. just know that there's a lot of emptiness in it <laughs> yeah the 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 best parts about that quest are the pieces in between right they're not the they're not the plastic you put on your shelf. They're not the deals you got. They're not the locations you went to. It's the to fucking sound like a tool like Pixel Game Squad. It is a hundred percent the the memories you had either with yourself or preferably the people you were with, and that's what makes it fun. And like, don't lose sight of that. Like, it is not about checking a game off that list. It's yep. it's the camaraderie. It's the experience. It's it's the conversation between you. The game holder, the store, the whatever, like that's that's the beauty in it, and that's what I loved so much about pickup videos, which don't exist anymore. No, our YouTube channels are dead because. But I loved. I mean, yeah, I've seen all those games. I've I probably own most of them, but I loved hearing how someone got it, what they found. You know, I was in the thrift store with you know, so I love hearing the story. Mm-hmm. of someone yeah. else's story on how they found it or you know even going back to the game hunters was which was a channel that got overlooked a lot just they got overrode by the game chasers game chasers yeah, yeah but i mean to just oh geez yeah oh geez to be 
you know, they would take the camera into the stores and nope, nope. To the nope. $5 challenge is the best. Yeah. And so for them, for you to experience their story, you almost felt yeah. a part of it. Like, wow, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm, that's awesome that they found bad news bears at a Goodwill for $3, which, right. you know, whatever. It's just you're, you connect that way. Yeah, I miss that era of YouTube where, like, it's funny because, like, you, you brought that up. And I was just thinking about that before we came on the podcast. It's like, <clears throat> you go back five years, right? And, like, there was this – YouTube is different drastically. But there was this community in the YouTube retro gaming pickup scene where, like, it didn't matter if you were a channel of 50 subscribers or 600. Because, like, let's be crazy. If you were over 600, like – You were huge. Shit, you were huge. <laughs> We it didn't matter. Like you were part of a scene. We all supported each other. And if you picked up ice hockey, a three dollar game at the time, if you found it for fifty cents in a lot, like we applauded that. Like we supported it. We felt the excitement because we were all doing it. And it sucks that I don't know when that died. Like I guess I lost my enthusiasm for it too because the people that I shared it with fell off. But. I don't know, man. There was there was some beauty in that. Like we still have some of that as a podcast because the three of us all support each other. But fuck, that whole think community it, was amazing. Do you think it was the just everybody doing the same thing, or it got to the point where it was like, well, I went to the thrift store and I don't really have a story because nothing happened, right? Type thing. So I think there was a big thing of everybody doing the same thing. I think the availability to find games or the lack thereof was a problem. But I also think there was like this segmentation from like, you had these people who were in like the 1500 to 3000 subscriber range who would build pockets. Right. And if like, if you weren't in the towards the end, if you weren't in the pocket, you were out. Right. Yeah. You could play. The, I mean, the, it, it, I don't mean it in a negative way, but you had to play the game. You had to upload videos. You had to contribute to the community. But you also had to watch other people's shit. You had to comment on it. Like it was a lot of work. And it wasn't that it was a lot of work in a bad way. It just it is what it was. But then like it got towards the end when like it was dying. Like those little pockets of like, I'm king shit of this community. And there's still those communities. Like I, I watch them. I watch YouTuber of the month as someone who was thankfully like nominated and won. Like that was fuck. Years of pouring my soul into like stupid YouTube videos. It felt great. But like those are the little pockets that are still existing. But like that to me is what killed it was like, it became instead of one community, it became pockets and pockets only support pockets. They're like an incel unit and they choke themselves out. Right. Like hmm. there's no room for anybody else to exist. Nobody will support anybody. And it sucks. Yeah. Like, and also, you know, the, the pickups I think shifted a little bit. Yeah. There was lack of, product you know to find yeah. games to find but then it also became um uh whose whose balls are bigger uh, you know where right, well, right. where it's like it i found been. this 1500 game and i paid two thousand dollars for it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and so it it came down to dollars right. and cents and um i got you know it, it just it got dirty feeling where yeah. then you're like man I, they're paying up for stuff to and that's fine again if that if that's 
you know, I've spent $200, $200 on Jetsons for the NES. I remember the story behind it, though, and why I bought it and yeah. where I was at when I bought it and who was with me. Yes, I paid up for something, but when you're just paying up to have content, yeah. it's... I don't know. It just feels dirty. It's not right. And that was, that was one of the first things I cut out. Cause like when I started doing videos and picking videos, like that was like the thing in the scene. Like you mentioned the game hunters, um, the game chasers, uh, NES, uh, what was the pixel games club before? I forget. Pursuit. NES, NES complex. Pursuit. NES pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was the thing. Too. Yeah. Complex too. But like, that was the thing is like, you all showed your pickups. You showed what you paid for them. You showed eBay price. Pat still does it with his flea market madness. And like, here's where I came up ahead. And like, I would say I cut that out like pretty damn early on because I realized like, sure, that's neat, but also it's a shifting target. And that's not why I'm excited. I'm not excited because I, I mean, sure. I'm excited because I paid a dollar for a $20 game, but I'm just glad I have punch out. I'm just glad I have ice climbers. I don't, that's not the point, you know? And I think I learned that from you, um, you know, jumping into YouTube later or whatever a few years ago, that it wasn't it wasn't about that. And, and I don't think I ever approached it that way, but I just remember maybe towards the end not even caring what I paid for and not even remembering what I paid for it. Right. Um, and, yeah, it was, hey – I needed this one and I got it on, on the shelf because I went to a 50% off sale and I probably paid a dollar. Who knows? $2. I don't care. Right. So, right. I mean, yeah. what, what comes across on the screen and what like makes the community is like the individual's excitement and like being supportive of that. And somewhere along the way, the small YouTube retro gaming community lost that. Also, YouTube shit on us, changed the algorithm, buried us, and like, removed video responses huge blow to community um buried upload notifications i mean there's just so many things but i can say that like even though i'm not part of like those new uploads and that community because i think it's fractured and gone some of my best contacts my best conversations when i go to gaming conventions with those people that i've known for years you know and that's that's this group included that's Nintendo Hodge, that's second breakfast, that's guys, games, and beer. That's what what we did it for and what we all love and what we all connect on has not changed. It's just the way we're interacting, the frequency of it that has. And it's unfortunate that, you know, the platform choked that out to some extent, but we're all still here. We also love it. So I try not to be mad about it. I try to look back and think like, yeah, like, fuck. I was alone. Like I didn't think anyone else did this shit. And now I have a whole bunch of like friends in real life that right. This podcast included that <laughs> I get to share it with because I I'm okay. I'm still a dark in my basement, but I'm not, a, I'm not alone as a dark in my basement. Oh, <laughs> so, that's so nice, that's, man. That just made my nipples hard. Thank oh, you. I made my dick hard. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is, but, oh yeah, but, I would love that. I would love that community to like have a resurgence in the pickup video and like, God, that was fun. Bring it was a it fun back. ride, you Bring know. And it like, back. And Andy, like, when Andy reached out to me and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's got like," he, I'm like, he spends his whole day like 
driving around buying like retro. I was like, <clears throat> Randy was my god. I was like, this man lives my dream. Like, he gets to go like hunt games all day long. Like I, I just like that that level of like basic awesomeness and appreciation for our hobby. Like I, I genuinely miss, but yeah, yeah. You know. But it's it's interesting because that's like you were saying that you weren't there for the the oh well, I only paid a dollar thing, right? You know, and that's that's what I got into it. Like the the content that I was making, it was very much like that, you know. And it's, it was, it's, I still appreciate games and I still love having the good games and I'll keep a lot of them around, but uh, it's just interesting. Like if you went back to that, there's people like me and then there's people like you, like which one do you satisfy? You know, like, do you do both? You're like, holy crap, he saved 40 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. But on the other hand, Andy, like to your credit, like as a human being, there is no one like you. Because you were so unselfish that like, even though you're running a business to make a profit on this stuff, like when you saw people like Nate and I were like, we had a goal and it wasn't about the dollar amount. Like you didn't fuck us. Like you were like, dude, I paid two bucks for this. Like if you want it and you need it for a collection, it's two bucks. Right? Like nobody does that. Like, that <laughs> right. You well, were like yeah. the nicest fucking dude. Like you're the best drug dealer that we've ever had for retro well, games. That's, like, that's, you, you, you do it the first few times and then you get him hooked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I remember one, cost us. one of the got- first times that I <laughs> met you, um, it was in uh, the mall parking lot where I, I bought a GameCube off of you, I think. In a blizzard. I was there, yeah. And it was so cheap. And I was like, hey, dude, I really appreciate that. And you were like, yeah, you'll get hooked eventually and you'll come back <laughs> when you need some stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy's for real. So he, he's, he's got some drug dealing uh, habits. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Next week, I'll have more one-ups for you, and they're 300 bucks a pop. So. <laughs> right. right. Pump it straight to my veins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got on that subject, but that's just nostalgic. Kind of miss that stuff. I yeah. mean, that's what we do, right? Like, we're a nostalgia podcast. Like, this is... Right nostalgia for a nearly bygone era which is sad and how do you ever bring it back you know yeah you're right i mean it it fractured right but there's pockets like i feel like weekend rental keeps it alive i feel like guys games of beer keeps it alive i just that community is dead but like again like some of those people that are named and like dozens and dozens more like i'll always have that connection um yeah pocket rocket radio i mean fuck we're all like bros as far as i'm concerned like we never met a lot of us in certain cases but it's it's the same shared passion and you feel like you know them like when we were at when we were at mgc never meeting like nintendo hodge but like uh, commenting back and forth and you kind of just get to know them that way and when when everyone gets together it's like oh hey what's up yeah you know it, it it's it's nothing right. like weird or new. It's just, you know, these people and you just, yeah. And there's always like some of those cases where like, it is a little bit strange, but like there's those people, like we just mentioned, like you just meet them and like, no, like conversations the same behind YouTube or not. Like we're just like, we get it like eye yeah. to eye and you know, it's, it's fun. Like that's why we do this, you know? 
it, it it's fun to have nostalgia. It's fun to have passion, but it's way more fun to realize that there's like a whole sea or at least a good group of people out there who feel like you do. And that's what life's all about, right? Yep. So let's get back to that feeling and send us your games. I'll give you the PO box. Um, right. So that we can fill our collections. <laughs> yep. Yep. hundred percent. I'll send, I'll post the game list on our uh, website. And uh, send, we'll do a pickups send, video for him. Like we will do a pickups <laughs> video with these specific games that we're looking for. So, oh, oh my gosh, got it. Yeah, it is Great funny. Like on that that uh, movie, like some of the the top rare games on his list were like, oh, oh yeah. they're not that rare anymore. You know, they're not as expensive as it probably was even then. Whereas a right. lot of other ones have leapfrogged it, kind of. Yeah, hundred percent kind of nuts i think you know talking about market man it is i think the video game market especially on the nes maybe not everything else gamecube stuff like that but on the nes the prices are all over the place and mm. and i would say that they are sinking for the most part or dropping um in price yeah, but man they are all it, over but... the place i think some yeah. of those Middle of the road games, the $50 games are all of a sudden like $120. And then you, those $200 games are $100. It's really confusing to be a collector at this time. I got kind of burned today and pissed because I was home on my lunch break and I like threw on Facebook Marketplace. Uh-oh. And there was a lady with the uh, at games, like, I guess you can call it the Sega Genesis 4 console. And then she had Batman Returns. Ms. Pac-Man loose cart. I forget what the other game was. Maybe Mortal Kombat, but then it was Boogerman complete in case and uh, Rocket Knight complete in case. She's asking 25 bucks. So immediately I'm like, yes, I want this. Like, let me know if it's still available. And of course, fucking pending sale. I didn't get it. But So did you yeah. send a message to that person and say, you understand that's $75, right? <laughs> no, I'm not a dick. Like, I'll let people take, you know. Uh, I didn't mean to throw value, shots but... across to anybody much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tend to just let that ride, but I was yeah. bummed because I was like, man, a, I, I mean, I have a loose copy of Boogerman. Boogerman's a great game, but like, I would have loved to have upgraded. Yeah. Obviously, hooked one of you up with Rocket Knight, plus just taking that at games and like, I don't know, backed over it in my driveway would have been <laughs> satisfying for 25 bucks. So, But that's, that's cool that you're actually excited about that because normally you'd be like, eh, I'm... I'm done and then for you to actually be like yeah. oh that's cool i kind of want that that's that's inspiring. i mean here's the thing is like i'll be honest like i don't feel excitement when we go out to like swap meet and stuff anymore and like look through like i i see a bin of nes games nowadays and i'm like i don't even i don't want to even look like i i don't get excited but that doesn't mean i don't care like that doesn't mean i don't have the nostalgia it's just my collecting mentality is a little bit shifted but when i see something like that at such a good price it's like Heck yeah, I'll hook myself up and my buddies, you know. You can't you can't ignore that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I rarely even get any Facebook things because I feel like by the time you make the deal, by the time you drive there and hopefully they show up and, you know. Right. Spend the gas to get there, like, well, is it is it even worth the time? And that's the whole problem. And everybody's a dick. Nobody like follows through or communicates yeah. and doesn't help that I don't have like a real profile. 
So, you know, I, I suppose most people look at Vidget Jones and like, who's this weird foreign <laughs> person trying to like slide into my DMs, you know. Uh, I'm amazed Facebook hasn't deleted me yet. Well, you started to round yourself into looking like a real person on there, so. I mean, I posted a picture or two. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <coughs> yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Has any of us uh, pre-ordered a console yet, next gen? Or are we all just holding tight nope. to our, we're not doing it? No. Nope. Not going to do it. Yeah. I'm still There's nothing to play. I'm not going to do it. I mean, there's that God Eater game that is supposed to come out, apparently. I think I'm going to wait right? till next holiday season. Next mm-hmm. Christmas is when I might pull the trigger to be on honest, something. Unless there's a killer exclusive, I don't even know if next holiday is going to do it for me. Right. Depending on how much of it I can play reasonably and like run decently well on my PC. Right. It would take a lot. I mean, honestly. It would I'd take pull a, the trigger on a Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that. <sighs> Fuck, that'll come to PC though. Right. Like, I think I would need a killer multiplayer experience to do it. And I would need other people to buy a console for me to jump. Or yeah, Fortnite's already Christmas, on this console. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, for Christmas, you just buy everyone a console and the game that you want to play. Sure. And then I will play it with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you bought Diablo. We haven't played that yet. No, it's downloaded and ready to go. Um, okay, good. I'll update it this weekend. I got a wedding this weekend, but I have Monday off. So. Our buddy Brandon said he'd be up for some Diablo, which is, yeah. is good. Uh, I'm, I have made a vow to myself that I need to finish a couple of games before I jump into that. I am almost done with Darksiders, sadly. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... I think you'll appreciate Diablo more as a good game. I I cruised... I have, I think, one more chapter or two chapters left on Darksiders, and then I wanted to finish up The Messenger this weekend, and then moving on to yeah Diablo after that. Which I the messenger has been really fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that game, but Good. looking forward to Diablo. You'll you'll appreciate with Diablo like the fact that we'll blow through the campaign in like ten to twelve hours. But the campaign is not the game. The campaign is like the taste of the game, and you'll get into like the end game, which they added later on. And luckily, you're not like getting stuck with the initial purchase and burn of like, hey, there's nothing to do. We can go right into Paragon levels and like fucking riffs and be good, man. I uh I had a um, a moment on Tuesday night playing Darksiders with with another guy and uh we had a Leroy Jenkins moment where I um we were meeting kind of outside of this castle and I was like, ah, oh, we beat this guy. Let's just bolt right in and. Uh, let's get some treasure. We bolted in and died in two seconds. Like we were running right in and it turns out there was a ton of enemies just right on this bridge. So it was Leroy Jenkins. So if you guys remember that video, I I just learned that that was fake. Like that was, that was scripted. Yeah. It was a scripted comedy thing. Yep. What? No. Yeah. That room. Don't tell me everything. I didn't hear that. La 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 la. I have used that phrase so much on many games. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> oh, for sure. Dang it! You ruined that, Andy. You should have yeah. just kept your mouth shut. Yeah. 
I fixed a spreadsheet for someone at work this week, and they responded through instant messaging. Thanks, Blue! Exclamation point. And I was like, I don't know if I should be glad, because it's like, you're my boy Blue from old school, or the fact that the guy was 90, and they're referring <laughs> to me as Blue, and I was like, no problem, but I'm not trying to take this. Old Blue. I mean, I get like, we're relatively the same age, so I'm gonna go with, like, I'm the boy, I guess, but also kind of insulted. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Work-life problems. I, uh, so there's a documentary on Netflix about the 90s Bulls, Chicago Bulls team. Okay. Called The Last Dance. It's pretty good. Um, I realized why, uh, Michael Jordan was not on Pro Stars at the beginning because he is an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Is a rich young person would be, I'd assume. Yeah. But I mean, the other two showed up, they were doing their part. But yeah, Michael Jordan just didn't show up to Pro Stars, and like he didn't even win a championship at that point. I mean, he was good, but what did they really reference Pro Stars? No. Oh, I was like, what? No, that's, <laughs> no they that's, just kind of uh, like focused in on his tude and like how he was a dick, and yeah, that's they, bad. They were talking about uh, when they were filming uh, Space Jam. They basically, he said, "I'm not going to do it unless I can practice there and do my normal shit." So they built him a like a gigantic facility, like basketball court. Wow. And like all all his NBA friends would go out there and play basketball with him while he's filming Space Jam. What a douche. Also don't yeah. say that because that's ruining my vision of Michael Jordan, who I hold very high. <laughs> Being a Chicago it. boy. Yeah. We got Big a corner you- boy. You should watch that. that Bobcat, you ride around, you excavate dirt, you like it. G Town, what? what? (laughs) Yeah, you probably like that. That uh, documentary is just like very nostalgic about. I've had it. I've had it kind of in my queue for the longest time, and just haven't haven't jumped into it yet. But even as like a non-sports dude from that era, like there just was not a person more synonymous or respected in that sport than Jordan for yeah. fucking five years straight. You know? I got to watch him play. I got to watch him play it in real life, which was amazing. Um, yeah. Like on the court. So that was really cool. And I still hold him really high. I don't care what you say. Still masturbates to Jordan playing on the court and sleep. I have his rookie card next to my bed. It's a little stinky. <laughs> Just joking. Took it too far. <laughs> Took it too far. Bring it back now. When that documentary came out, like his rookie card went up to insane amount. I'm sure it was nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. But he he looks kind of weird now. Like his eyes are all. Uh, he's he's kind of fatter. He's got a big head now, and yeah. <laughs> You're describing us. A lot of cigars, I think. <laughs> A lot of scars. Yeah. But, yeah, Michael Jordan's an asshole. (laughs) Do do you think we'll see legends like that? Like, is there such a thing anymore? Like, I mean, I know we got the whole, like, Kobe thing, right? But, like... Oh, LeBron James is the one that's always compared if we're talking sports. 
I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you can do it on that level because the internet. I mean, it, it really is a different time of basketball. It's, it's definitely, I don't think you can hold up. I would say that Michael Jordan is the greatest player to ever play, but when you hold up these like two eras of basketball, they're very different. Um, you know, LeBron James would be playing as a center back in the day because of his size. And I mean, it's just very different. Nobody cares. We're moving on sports stuff, things, touchdowns. Well, it's, it's just the, the public mainstream of just basketball in general. I mean, how many people had a Chicago Bulls starter jacket? You know, nobody cares about that shit anymore. I did. Yeah. Had it all. Yeah. Yeah. MJ. R.I.P. M.J. R.I.P. <laughs> Still alive, I think. Right? I know, but he's well. dead in my heart now because of Andy. <laughs> R.I.P. M.J. Mm. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. Yeah, M.J. and Ben Hack have been crossed off in Nate's soul. Ben <laughs> Hack. Ben, if you're listening to this, you ruined me. <laughs> you dick. He just tried to congratulate you on your mod tutorial, and you were an asshole because you wanted some fucking mac and cheese. <laughs> God damn it, Ben Hack. You're bringing up my, my frustration points. My wife will still bring that up to this day. You remember that time we were at that convention and you went up to Ben Hack and he said, screw you. This is why the YouTube <laughs> retro community is dead, Ben Hack. Oh it's all your fault. God. I don't care if you fix prototype. You remember that time Saturns. he didn't want to say hi and he wanted to go eat? Yeah. Oh, remember man, that, time? that was so funny. And he remember that time I went you? to your mod room at MGC and it was just a bunch of assholes with DSs with the top lid ripped off? That's not a Game Boy Advance, Ben Heck. You're a sham. That's just uh, a broken Game Boy let's play, DS. Let's play devil's advocate here. Let's Remember when we went to MGC and had meat and meat and meat and meat and meat and then we finally had a sub with like something green on it? And we were eating it. What if somebody came up and said, cartridge fun? Wow. I would say, come sit down with me. Ben Heck didn't tell you to piss off, did he? Uh, He he was like, I just really want to go eat. And I was like, hey, I just wanted to say hey. And uh, I bought something off of like some... um, arcade thing and he was like i don't know what you're talking about and i was like well you know and he's like i'm just gonna go eat and i was like sounds good buddy nice love you love you uh, <laughs> yeah. number one fan uh I'm can i smell you right. uh, uh, never mind i mean have, enjoy enjoy I mean, your meats you you could take it on the reverse end and be like you have someone come up to you at mgc and be like hey you're vigigamer aren't you i'm like yeah i am Thanks. He's like, oh, I'm not subscribed or anything. I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> you just walk away. <laughs> Have a good day. You're like, I am recognizing you to your face to tell you that you suck. Good day, sir. I'm like, no. Uh, I, I, I love those laugh. stories. I, maybe he was expecting you to entertain him quick to like sell you. Sell yeah, I gave him a koozie with my logo on. And I was yeah. like, you should be 50 cent koozie that I hand in myself. Yeah. Enjoy it. He's still a slap in the face. Yeah. But not like that Ben Heck slap in the face. No. I like how you remember that time that we had that sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's like forever ingrained. Like that was the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. It was like, yeah. is this lettuce? Extra lettuce, please. More, <laughs> more lettuce on that. Andy thing. had experienced the years where it was him, Justin, and I were like, you only ate Red Robin. 
you only <laughs> ate it twice a day and there was no <laughs> vegetables involved. Like that was the deal. It was glorious. I'm a grown man now. My body's falling apart. I need that lettuce to hold me together. <laughs> See, like, and I'm the opposite. Like I go to MGC because like usually during the spring, my wife has the seating pretty good. And I'm like, no, I'm on vacation. I'm only going to ingest garbage and meat and beer as much as I can. And thankfully, like that fucking smokehouse at MGC and the vendor hall has just provided. It's been good. Yep. Unfortunate for Nate who has to share a queen says bed with me and I wake up to punching me in the dick in the middle of the night for some <laughs> unknown reason. And I never punched I you in your privates. I just remember waking up that one morning at like four in the morning when the sun was coming up and like Nate just hovering over me with like the dirtiest look like, I fucking stabbed you, you son of a bitch. Because apparently I rolled over <laughs> on the inside of the bed unbeknownst to me. Well, it's... I'll be honest, uh, I'm used to sleeping next to a woman, so that's also... I mean, it's not far off, let's be fair. You know, <laughs> I've got what, what are you saying about my wife or <laughs> my about you? My wiener's short. <laughs> no, it's about me. I'm not insulting your wife. Oh, Jesus, not no, too we're not far going off. There. Whoa. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's back that oh drink. Oh, my gosh. So I don't enjoy rolling over, and there's some dude next to me ripping it up. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I get a little angry, okay? It's all right. It's Which fine. I feel like I feel like at this point I should send the picture. It's been a while since I've sent the picture. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, don't. That's not. That's it's an not inside joke, moves. everyone. But you know, we should move okay. moving on. Make Madison a Twitter bot a that just tweets filthy. it out every day. <laughs> Madison's a filthy city, everybody. <clears throat> Guys, man, remember uh, game conventions? God, do I? I do, and then I think about them. And I'm like, oh, I would never go to one of those now. It's 2020. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't rifle through thousands of games with weird people. I don't know. Yeah, but then secretly, I'm like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna go rifle. I don't know why you're worried. I mean, those place has the top of the line hygiene. Well, and we've and all learned, you know, thanks to our fucking fearless leader, that the COVID's not a problem. Uh, thanks to the medical availabilities under the Trump administration uh, that uh, I'm sure everyone gets, not just the fucking president of the United States. We're all fine in three days. So, you know, it's not like the president gets special treatment or anything. We're all good. COVID's not a problem. Wow. You really brought the politics mm -hmm. in. Vote Biden. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like conventions are probably coming back. I don't know. Do you think first half of next year? Do you think MGC has a chance? Mm. Uh, I don't tough. think so. I don't think so. I don't know how you even pull it off. The, the first one to do it, how do you pull it off? You know, unless it's like someplace crazy that just doesn't, <laughs> just reckless with it. Yeah, I'm concerned because I think MGC has to come back to survive, and I don't want it to die, and I want to support it. But God, I don't know what the attendance would be. Even like, let's say. There's a vaccine in March. Like, do you think if they held it in June, the attendance would be even half of what it was? I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, if there's a limited availability of the vaccine, does it just everything flip on again? Probably not, right? Right. I don't know. I really want to go. 
I really want to support it. I really want to be there. I want to see my friends, but shit's still like, if you'd have told me in March of this year that we'd still be like talking about it like this, I'd be like, what the hell are you like that? You're crazy. Like, July. We're done. Right? Like summer happened. We're fine. I'm pretty sure there's an episode where we couldn't believe that they postponed or they canceled uh, Portland. Yeah, Portland. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, do you guys watch either you catch the pandemic episode of South Park? Nope. Oh my god, that was like so spot on. Like, of course, South Park spot on with like the tone of the country and and COVID and like it was a, it was a Randy episode. Like basically, Randy went overseas and like was hanging out with Mickey Mouse and like fucking bats and like fucking orangutans <laughs> and like all sorts of animals and like he truly believed that like his like incest and BCL with other animals was like the source of COVID. So then like he's got a weed business because it's legal in Colorado to like sell pot. So he's like jerking off onto weed and like selling it to people as the pandemic special and like trying to cure them and God, it was it was like so on the nose as far as South Park and then they're like finally like we've we've pinpointed it here's the co- the culprit here's this animal we brought back from china that's got this is victim number one and then like trump jumps in and just like blow torches it and the guy holding it to death and then end of the episode and that's, yeah, end that's, of about, it. that's about yeah. right yeah. and then trump was played by uh mr garrison <laughs> which is perfect wow huh uh, it was it was pretty funny i yeah. laughed a lot and then they locked down the school, not because there was COVID, but they the cops during the height of COVID shot Token. You know, he's not Caucasian. And then they're like, <laughs> the kids are like, no, we're not locked down because of COVID. We're locked down because you shot Token. They're like, yes, because of COVID. <laughs> it's just like the dumbest thing. Oh, uh, gosh. God, South Park just nailed it. I laughed my ass off. All right, friends. We appreciate you. We know that you appreciate us because that's how you get through the week, right? We need emails. We're still waiting for emails. I think we're 80-some episodes in. I need an email. Do we have any, guys? 84 is the count. Or Twitters. You know, we'll take we'll take them tweets, too. Some of them tweets and maybe some some face, Facebookings or whatever you, whatever you call. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Anybody, please. It would make this ending a whole lot better for everyone. <laughs> so anyway, send those emails to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of those great places. And make sure that you check us out at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Strategery. Look for my uh, miserable documentary on how I get all of the Color Dream games in 30 days. Bananas.